It's your girl, Miss Three underscore Stapleton, back with another message in the music. And today we are going to talk about the Queen Bee, no one other than Beyonce, and her song, Ape Shit. Now, huh? Oh, well, someone in the studio just said there is a little Kim. Well, and for me, the Queen Bee is Beyonce. That's who we're going to talk about today. So, um... In Ape Shit, Beyonce goes off, okay? I was actually living in Atlanta when this song came out, and I was in my car like, okay, B, you better give it to girl. Okay, but we're going to get started. Um, welcome to Message in the Music, you know, hosted by me. I am founder and CEO of Stapling Success. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, Stapling Success is a credit consulting and financial education firm for athletes. So we teach everything. We help you get your credit together. We deal with the boring stuff that people don't want to deal with. And as we all know, music and sports are two things that bring us all together where finances actually brings us apart. So that's why I'm here to kind of put it all into one place and bring it all in perspective. And let's be real, music and sports run the culture. And, you know, finances, we need to run the culture. Finances needs to be something that you wake up and needs to be taught in school the same way that um, music and sports is. So um, during the show, we're going to talk about artists such as J. Cole, Nipsey Hussle, Beyonce, Biggie Smalls, and even up and coming artists that have financial tidbits in their songs that you may not have caught or you may have caught and you just don't know how to further that um, that knowledge. And today we're going to bless the airways with the lyrics from Beyonce. Um, like I said, I was living in Atlanta when this song came out. And when I was like, oh my gosh, Beyonce, like you have a point to prove. You came out with this song. She had a whole different swag. This was like post baby, you know, and she, she was just on one. And what I love um, is that, and didn't quite understand was her phrase, pay me an equity. And I was like, what in the world does that mean? And I'm one of those people that when I hear something in a song or a joke or a stand-up comedy, I have to Google it instantly because the artist made that reference for a reason. And you don't really get the whole essence of what someone is trying to convey to you if you don't know what, you don't understand the, the joke or the the reference. So, and that's probably why I started this podcast, you know, and why it's so fun for me because I get to share with you all the little nerdy things that I research and I don't feel so nerdy about it. So um, let's jump right into the verse. Beyonce actually starts out with, give me my check, put some respect on my check. Now, I may be speculating and reaching at the same time, but for the purposes of my podcast, I'm going to interpret this as Beyonce basically preaching about Equal pay for women. I mean, what else would she be talking about? And oftentimes women are actually unaware of what exactly they deserve to be paid, especially in comparison to their male counterparts. And it's really sad that in 2019, we're still dealing with inequality within the workplace. And me personally, I feel like gender should not be a deciding factor in pay. But as Childish Gambino said, this is America. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) quickly, the three things that we can do as a collective men and women to push the gender gap closer is number one, you need to do some research, research the salaries and the pay scales for the companies that you're actually applying for and the companies that you're working for when you're going for a raise to ensure that you have a, a good starting point. Because if you don't know what the status quo is, you won't 
understand that you're being underpaid. And not, another thing that you can do is actually negotiate higher and negotiate harder. You know, I hear all the time that whether it's for a job, a contract, or for a client, women actually look for different qualities within a job. And when it comes to being compensated, they'll take less compensation because, or they don't even think about, you know, a salary or how much that the dollar amount is because they want to be able to have the other benefits to, you know, whether it be childcare available at the job or, you know, um, health insurance. Those are things that as women being the ones that run the household and bear the burden of really handling children, we kind of think about those things other than, I mean, I've even met a lady who said that when she goes into job situations, she looks to see if they offer therapy and she'd take a, a, um, you know, a pay cut if she can have therapy sessions, which was crazy to me because I'm like, you know, that should be something that's offered to everyone. Just because you're a female, you might be the one that brings it to the table. Doesn't necessarily mean that you should take a pay cut just because of that. So um, a simple tactic is, you know, with men, they negotiate harder and they negotiate higher. And that's what causes them to get higher salaries. You know, I was recently watching the Steve Jobs documentary and the founder of Atari, which was one of like the first gaming system and arcades, he actually said that Steve Jobs came into his office and said, I'm not leaving without the job. And that's the type of energy that us as females have to go into the interview with, going to the go into the interview with, go into the, I'm sorry, I'm getting a phone call here while I'm trying to shoot this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, we got to go in with that same energy. We got to bring that energy to the, we have to bring that energy to the table or else the person that's interviewing us on the other side, it's not their job to give us the highest salary. Even though we would like them to, they have to look at their bottom line at the end of the day. And if paying you $10,000 less is going to help the company's bottom line, then guess what? That's what exactly they're going to do. And a third thing that you can actually do is vote on laws and elect officials that are going to pass legislation that stops wage bullying. And what I mean by wage bullying is it's kind of taboo to talk about how much you make in the workplace. I mean, you, I work in, in a casino and oftentimes we, the same a bartender within the casino and a bartender and another outlet of the casino won't even really talk about how much you make. Or, you know, when I was an intern, we all basically got paid the same wage or we thought, but it was kind of like, uh, maybe I shouldn't ask this person about their personal business, but it's, it shouldn't be so taboo to discuss what you're making. And oftentimes your employers will actually threaten or insinuate that you might be reprimanded for discussing your pay, which causes employees to actually be afraid to discuss their um, discuss their wages. So by electing officials that will pass laws that to make employers publicly publish their wages and prohibit retaliation for actually having those conversations, you create a an even playing field, an even playing ground for men and women alike to talk to each other about what each other is making and making sure that everyone is being paid equally. Another thing that females um, that females need to stop doing is downplaying what you should be compensated. You know, it goes back to what I said earlier because of your, your personal, personal circumstances, just because you have children and you might need to leave work a few times, just because you have to take care of your elderly parents, you know, just because you might be um, PMSing, that is not a reason for you to be paid less. There's actually things like 
FMLA that are that that is legislation that is passed to actually make sure that men and women alike are allotted the time off that they need to help them with these situations. So and that doesn't that doesn't have anything to do with the salary that you make. That is actually a benefit and a law that your organ that your organization should have that you know you you actually have the right to use and it has nothing to do like I said with your pay. And just a little um, tidbit, you know, with me researching the different things that I research, I'm actually not in the corporate nine to five world, but a lot of my clients, a lot of my listeners are, have been, or have been in the past. So for those of you that are going out for raises, it's this word that, that, that has been, sorry, I'm getting tongue tied. There's a word that has been floating around called the kudos file. And what a kudos file is, is for somebody who's not in the corporate world, it's kind of like a review. And what it basically is, is you pulling up all your emails, text messages, awards, you know, just video statements or anything of your colleagues, upper management, or even your clients and affiliates of the organization, where they're basically saying that, that you're an asset to the company, that you helped them do something, that you did something great, you know, bringing kudos to you. So when you go to that negotiation table, you actually have hardcore facts, not how you feel you should get a raise, but what other people have said about you. And it kind of gives you more leverage and getting what you're asking for. Okay. So we're back to the music. Um, so Beyonce also says, um, you know, the pay me in equity thing. So there are two instances where Beyonce has actually requested to be paid in equity and ended up making a cute little point. And the most infinite, infamous is the Coachella performance. Now, how many of us saw that? Now, you know, the year after, everybody was up in arms because her and Ariana Grande reportedly, because none of us really know, reportedly got paid the same amount for the Coachella performance. And if you've seen both of them, not that I'm biased or anything, because I love Ariana Grande, but there's no way in the world they both should have been paid the same wage or the same anything for those performances. And you know what? Just a little tidbit. I actually read that Cardi B actually went in the hole by performing for Coachella because she signed the deal when she wasn't so popular. So she only made about 140K, um, which to me, you did good, sis, you know, <laughs> but by the time that she paid her dancers and she got her stage and everything together, she actually was in the hole for um, her Coachella performance, which is even more reason why we got to celebrate our girl B saying pay me an equity because she's about to teach all of us a lesson. So what exactly does pay me an equity mean as far as the Coachella performance? So um, I'm sorry, I'm looking at my notes here and I'm supposed to be talking about the Uber um, case right now, but we're going to jump into Coachella because I got so excited about it. So in the case of Coachella, you know, it was reported that her and Ariana Grande were paid about three to $4 million and Beyonce asked for equity, which is ultimately the ownership rights to the homecoming performance, which she then took to Netflix and negotiated a three project deal in which she made, y'all ready? $60 million. Now we're going to break that down and divide that by three. That means sis made $20 million from the homecoming performance. So that three to 4 million that, you know, Ariana me B said, I know that we're not on the same level. Go ahead and give me that equity, which is, you know, ownership and I'm going to flip it. And that's exactly what my girl did. She flipped it and she made a cute 60 million. And then, you know, she has more income coming in from that because it was not only a one part deal, but a three part deal with Netflix. 
You know, and that's, that's, you know, her team. You got to have a good team behind you because she couldn't have thought, well, I'm not going to say she couldn't have thought about that herself because she could have. Beyonce seems to be a very business savvy person, but you have to have a team of lawyers and, you know, negotiators to go in there and really sit down and say, hey, this is what we want. So once again, B ended up coming up on top and she's making a killing for it. So the next instance where B actually came out on top by asking for equity is recently um, her and a lot of other celebrities made out really good with Uber stock. And, you know, Ashton Kutcher was one of the people that had some stock. Beyonce, um, I believe Gary V. I believe Gary V. Mo, did Gary V have um, Uber in the beginning? Maybe he's with Lyft. Okay, scratch that. We went to an event and he was talking about Uber or Lyft. I can't remember which one it was, but he bought in early and um, he made a killing as well. But basically, B had a performance in Vegas for Uber. And instead of taking the minimum $6 million for as her retainer, I know I had to pause for a second, $6 million minimum retainer. That's what my girl B is worth. Um, she negotiated equity, which was stock in Uber. And that was in 2015. Now we fast forward to today. Uber goes public at $45 per share. And B was reported to make a whopping $300 million off of that deal. That's what they reported first. But you know what? All reports are not accurate reports. So what actually ended up happening, um, the money manager later came back and said that the type of stock that they offered B was um, restricted stock. So instead of the $300 million, she made out with $9 million. But that was on top of whatever she asked for as her minimum that night and the fact that she still came out winning. So that was like a $15 million deal versus the $6 million that she would have gotten paid just all of that and not to, you know, to the fact that B can still turn around and sell those stocks and she still has ownership, which means she has a seat at the table with Uber with decisions. Now, I don't know how big that seat is because, you know, a lot of people bought bought stocks in, in Uber, but my girl got a seat at the table. And that's all that matters. So what I'm about to suggest to everyone, um, whether you're working a nine to five or you're an influencer or artist or athlete, being paid in equity is definitely an option for you. So um, just a little disclaimer, because as with anything, it's not a guarantee. And I don't want you going to your job saying, oh, well, I was listening to this podcast and Ms. Stapleton told me that I need to ask you for equity so I can make um, a cute little coin like Beyonce did. I'm not telling you to do that <laughs> because like, like I said, everything is a, is a risk. Um, and it's not guaranteed, especially stock. If you know anything about the stock market, nothing is really guaranteed. You have to follow the trends. You have to know when to get in and when to get out. And, um, my video went out again. Yeah. You have to know when to get in, when, when to get out and you need to be able to, um, look at your risk and kind of see, you know, when, it, when is a good time and when is a bad time. So, and today's startup culture, offering employees stock options as a form of compensation has really become popular. Um, I know that we had a startup. It was called Swipe Down. Me, my sister, and another business partner, Nancy. Hey, Nancy, wherever you are. Uh, we had employees and, you know, we offered, um, it was a mixed compensation plan because we didn't have no money to be paying employees, but we we needed the best and the brightest sales um, associates for our company. And what we actually offered them was 
a percentage of every contract that they signed. And then they actually, you know, were part of the decision-making process. So with the startup culture, the same thing, they need the best and the brightest, but they don't often have the cash flow to pay high salaries and they still want to be competitive. So offering stock actually has been shown to boost productivity because the employees and contractors alike have a vested interest in making the company as successful as possible because that ultimately will allow them to sell their their stocks once the stocks goes up. Um, and as an employee, there are actually tax advantages available to you for taking a stock option as a form of compensation. So as an employee, regardless, like if you work for a startup company, that may be something that they offer. And, you know, at the beginning, you might think, oh, get $5,000 less and take the stock option or just take my $5,000 and, you know, be able to pay my bills. But you just got to look at, you know, if you were one of the starting employees at Apple and you were making 40K a year and Apple was like, hey, you know, if you take 35, we'll give you 50 shares. And, you know, when we go public, um, you have the opportunity to make money. Those 50 shares probably got you thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. So that $5,000 pay cut actually, you know, yielded way more in the long term. Um, another thing as an, as an influencer, as an athlete, as an artist, you can do exactly what Beyonce did. You can find starter, um, smaller startup companies or even large companies and that need your services, whether it's an event that they need from you, promotion, sponsorships, commercials, marketing, um, you can negotiate the contract to where you receive equity in the company. And you know what that does? It builds a longstanding relationship because now they feel like they can contact you again to do something because you have equity. You you have time and, and you know, money kind of vested and, and looped in their business. And I have um, linked the article that gives you a more in-depth look at the options available to those of us who want to be paid and um, and equity. So um, the message in today's music is really pay me what I'm worth, regardless of my gender, and pay me in equity. Give me a long-term invest investment so I can be long-term invested within your business. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and make sure you tune in every Monday for a new episode to find out more information. Um, just hit me up at Dominique at StaplingSuccess.com. Also, Miss 3 underscore Stapleton. Like I said, I like to keep these videos short and sweet. So in the morning when you're getting ready to go to work, you know, you can put this on and just get a little bit of jam and listen to the song after. Or even when you're driving into work or that 15 minute lunch break that you may have and, you know, you just want to get that financial tidbit in, you know, we can have that time together. Until next time, it's been fun. It's been real.